Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Breck Latney On Air with host Elijah Kelly. Join us as we interview the sharpest up-and-coming artists, producers, engineers, A&Rs, and more. Using this platform, we intend to show you what it's like to be on the rise in the music industry. Breck. Welcome back, everybody, to Breck Latney on Air. Today, we have our guest, Sabi Bangs. Sabi, introduce yourself. Hola, my name is Sabi. All my social media handles say Savvy Bangs because I started off in a girl group called The Bangs. But you can just call me Sabi or Sabion. I'm working on new music and I plan on going possibly under my full middle name, which is Sabion. Tell us a little bit about your journey, how you got into music. What, what led you to where you are right now? Um, my dad, he was a music lover and... Uh, my parents were separated when I was a kid. And so we got to see my dad every other weekend. And whenever we went to his house, he had everything from gospel to R&B to soul to pop. And um, he was an avid music listener. And his favorite artists are Prince and Sade and Sting and Michael Jackson and Earth, Wind and & Fire. And so I just grew up listening to all of this stuff and a lot of gospel. And I just gravitated towards it. Yeah. I you know just as a kid started mimicking melodies i heard and and all these kind of things and so i i remember the turning point was when we got cable and we could see music videos and uh watching michael jackson music videos in particular stood out to me because they were like movies yeah um and I remember being like, I want to do that. Like, <laughs> that, like <laughs> he was able to like bring out all kinds of feelings, like uh, inspiration or sadness or whatever. And I was like, that's just so cool. I want to do that. Yeah. So that's how it began as initially as a thought, anyways, as a kid. Um, wait, there's a. Can you hear that siren? Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. It's not. Okay. It's very faint. Okay. Cool. So um, I guess the I started off doing anything creative in school, theater, plays, uh, music, like singing in front of my peers and stuff, dance. I was a cheerleader, anything that had me performing in front of people. And then when I got home in my past, you know, my time off from homework and stuff like that, I would perform in the closet because no one would tell me to shut up in there. So um, <laughs> that was sort of like how I just was always doing it. And I remember um, my grandmother, we had this big 70th birthday party for her and all these people, family members I never met before were there. And there's a cousin, which is her nephew and, you know, he he's way, he's older than me, but he back in the day, he worked in Motown Records. And at the time he was like, whose child are you? You know, da, da, da. And we <laughs> had this conversation and I was like, yeah, I, I like to sing and act. At the time, I had already booked my first uh, two commercials because I was taking an acting class in acting school oh. and they had um, agents come, booking agents come to the school and I booked some commercials and stuff and. So this is around like, you know, end of high school. And he was like, oh, you're already doing your thing. You know, what What else do you want to do? I want to do music. He's like, okay, well, I know some people. Let's just see what happens. So next thing you know, I'm auditioning inside of an art gallery to sing in front of a man from Warner Brothers Chapel, like the writing section, the, the publishing section. And that was sort of the beginning. I started demoing records for other producers and the demo process is when you just sing um, a song that was written by a songwriter that's gonna be pitched to an artist. Yeah. 
And um, so I just did that for a good year. And at this time, I'm in college now. So I would, I was in school and then I would demo records. And then one of the producers I demoed for, they were called the co-stars. They wanted to put together a girl group. And um, they basically thought I'd be perfect for it. And so me and one other girl were recruited. We were called the bangs, like hair bangs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the whole vibe was two street, you know, it was like street LA girls, you know, singing and dancing, you know, kind of like a little bit ratchet, a little bit gangster, but like a little touch of femme um, in the music. And we came up in this movement that was happening in LA at the time called the jerk movement. And um, this was kind of like, is this like, the jerk movement? Is this when everyone was like kind of doing like the jerk or something? Like, what are you, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. that that was definitely a movement. Uh, I grew up in Philly as yep. well, and everybody's like watching okay. the New Boys and Young Sam and stuff like yeah. that. That was the movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was doing that too. I yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's funny to know that even all the way in Philly, like you guys were onto this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So this was like you know it was mostly an LA like thing because these kids in LA were we had just got YouTube like you know what I mean so the new boys those are my friends like we we all did tour shows together for debt for forever we've done so many tours and like uh live events and whatever during this jerk movement era Wow. and uh so we were kind of like the girls and the new boys were kind of like the boys of it and we were both we ended up both getting signed to the same label. So the new boys got signed first and then the the bangs got signed afterwards. And we were signed to Warner brothers. Um, they had a sub label, um, that was signing up all the jerk acts from LA. And basically everyone was getting signed off of YouTube. So we put a video on YouTube and it got a million views. And that's how we ended up just meeting with record labels and stuff because Back then, this is like 2008, 2009, a million views on YouTube was like, you know what I mean? I was like, whoa, who are these people? Who are these kids? So um, that's how that whole thing started. But yeah, the new boys and Pink Dollars and um, YG was a part of that. Like there was a whole bunch of like, you know, just young entrepreneurial like kids just making stuff happen making beats on fruity loops and whatever at home and just putting it out there so that's like the the first time i mean tech music in general is always changing because especially when technology shifts historically anytime technology changes then the music changes and what can be done changes and who has access changes and all this stuff happens so this is definitely an era of like one of those major shifting points where now the everyday person can have a way, an entry point into yeah. the industry, you yeah. know, with YouTube and Fruity Loops and whatever. So that was that era. Um, that was initially my first professional entry into in entertainment yeah. um, as, a, as a musician. So and I like to see like consider myself a vocalist and a performer. Um, because I was never trained like in anything like um, musically. Oh, so singing, sort of, singing is something that just came naturally to you because you, you had just, a passion for it. Interesting. Yeah, it just was. Yeah, it was a natural thing, and I and I was gonna do it whether I got paid or not. It's just something I was doing, and I liked to perform, and I was a natural performer. I always performed in school every chance I got. So putting on a show was just like a uh, like a fun thing to me you know so Mm -hmm. i was like sure what are we gonna do what's the music that's how we should start (laughs) in the beginning we gotta do this and then we gotta give them a moment to breathe and then we gotta bring this back like it was just a fun thing to do so um we just did that so me and ella um that was the other girl in the group um, of the bangs we did so many shows every hole in the wall spot in california clubs bars whatever um, as this new group signed to Warner Brothers. Um, so then there was this crazy situation that happened where Ella was injured in a drive-by shooting. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, with this guy that she was with who was, you know, involved in, in the L.A. street gang life. And she survived. Um, 
She's still alive to this day. She was, her injuries changed her life forever. I'll just say that. So at the time when she got injured, we had literally just signed our record deal and they were like, okay, you guys have shows booked, you know, for six months out. Like, and she was in a coma. So they were like, when is she coming back? We're like, we don't know. We have no idea. So she was the rapper. I was a singer. And so they were like, can you rap her parts and sing yours? So that's what I did. I started rapping her parts and singing mine. And it wasn't unfamiliar because I was always uh, learning the rap bars to Left Eye from TLC or Lauren Hill. And so I just simply just applied that same like attitude to her lyrics and sang what I always sang. So yeah, but to go from, added, to go from like, you know, just kind of having a group that you usually go on stage with to just it being yourself. Like I could just imagine how nervous you kind of felt to just like, now you're just taking this on with just you on stage. So that's, yeah, it definitely was a shift. It was a shift, but also at the same time, like given that, you know, I started singing in high school in front of my peers. I think I sang, High school graduation, I sang for homecoming game, I sang for um, Black History Month, I sang for the Christmas assembly. I kind of had... Um, so you were ready. <laughs> a gear. Yeah, yeah, I had a gear I could switch into <laughs> yeah. to just do, just okay, every, all eyes are on me now. So, um, and plus, as long as I felt prepared, like I knew my lines and I had a, a, a choreographer and then we, you know, everything was in order, I could do it. Yeah. So that's essentially what happened. And, um, I started doing shows, rapping, singing, we added dancing. And so now I'm rapping, singing, dancing on stage. And, um, I did these shows for kiss FM radio. And one of these shows changed my life because it was for a show that they did every year called jingle ball. And Jingle Ball was essentially like this winter just festival that they would just bring all these artists from the radio or that were having radio airtime. And I didn't I didn't have radio airtime uh, like that, but this was a way to break me in. So yeah. one of these shows, we, we recorded it because we recorded everything. You can even, it's still up right now, the Bangs Jingle Ball 2010. And we got dancers and I'm, and I'm rapping and I'm singing and I'm doing this full choreography. And this show got the attention of massive pop producer at the time, Dr. Luke and Red One, mm. who Red One broke Lady Gaga, Dr. Luke had broke Kesha and Katy Perry. And so they were looking for the next pop sensation and so that's and that's where I entered into the chat and so I, I ended up going with Dr. Luke because my team at the time um, the co-stars who created the girl group they felt like he was the best choice um, and um, I honestly didn't know anything about I was so like young and naive I was just like I just like to sing and dance <laughs> like I just like to do this <laughs> you know I was I had no idea you can get paid to do this like this. And, you know, I just was trying to have fun. And, you know, so I didn't really understand any part of the business or any part of like the big players in it, you know. Um, So I ended up going with Dr. Luke and Dr. Luke um, at the time was working with Britney Spears and um, he was working on her album Femme Fatale. And he put me on her album as a feature on a song called Drop Dead Beautiful. Yeah. And um, that song was, it just was a, just a fun song, but it ended up having me go on tour with Britney to perform that one song. Yeah. So. So what, what was that we, process I, like, you know, actually getting to collaborate with, with Britney? Was it more like, you know, you guys were in the studio <laughs> together or there was like, hey, no. we want you on his verse. Like, like how or you know, how like how was that interaction? It was the first time that I learned that people did collaborations without ever meeting each other. Like <laughs> that's something that people do. <laughs> you're like, hey, you're like, hey, Brittany wants to work with you, or we think Brittany would be dope. It's like, all right, cool. And you're like, where's she at? Oh, here's a song, right? 
Yeah, that's that was like that was me learning like, oh, so we don't have to be in the same. Oh, okay. Like, um, and that also happened with my song. I have a song with Wale called Where They Do That At, and it was the same process. They were like, we're sending this over to Wale. He's going to lay his bar on there and then you'll meet him at the video shoot so <laughs> that's how that went <laughs> like to me that so. is it just seems so like because i feel like there's magic in a room when you get to experience like everyone kind of creating the music together but then to just go from that to like a music video did you kind of feel like it was weird like all right we're on a song together what's good yeah <laughs> like, on that on that on that particular situation it was uh weird it, it was like um I don't know. I just was like, I don't know. I never met this person. And <laughs> how's this going to be? And and literally, he showed up with his team the moment it was time for his part in the song. So we had shot all day, like, you know, all my solo stuff of the song. And then when it was time for us to shoot that portion, he arrived. And then it was just like, hi, nice to meet you, you know. But, you know, I think, too, when you're in an entertainment, like, say you know, acting or performer or whatever, that's kind of normal. Like, even if it's not just on collaboration of a song, it, say it's like you're about to do um, a live performance or whatever, you're constantly meeting people for the very first time and having to get into work right away. Yeah. So it's like, you know, whether it's the sound crew or the camera people or the directors or whatever, it's just kind of like, you know, part of the professionalism around it is just learning how to interact with people you've never met before and get the job done. Yeah. So at that point, I think I was used to it and he definitely was used to it. And yeah. we just sort of were like, Hey, what's good? This what? Okay. <laughs> whatever. Let's get into the song. Hey, dance, <laughs> like, you know, and so that's just kind of how that went. And, um, you know, he, he's a cool guy. And we ended up working on one of his songs. He has a song called Sabotage. Um, and um, I was the video girl in it, like the the love interest. And so we we ended uh -huh. up, you know, he's like, oh, his team was like, hey, does she want to do this? And we we're like, yeah, you know, so that's just kind of how those things work. But at, really, at the end of the day, it comes down to who your team is and yeah. who's behind you, because they're the ones that there's so many moving pieces when you're doing um, entertainment at a certain level that if you don't have a team that's handling one, the administrative portion, right? Like the paperwork and the paper trail and, and the, the paychecks and who's getting paid and how many hours and, you know, the NDAs and, and all these other things. Okay. There's so many things that's one section of it. Okay. And then, there's someone handling logistics because I remember at that time in my life. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. My entire day from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. was scheduled like in two hour blocks from here, you know, photo shoot to video shoot to getting on a plane to doing an interview to whatever. And so. There's no way, there's no way I could have done all of those things yeah. and performed and beyond, you know. Um, and then the team of, you know, makeup and hair and whatever, depending on what your aesthetic is as an artist, mostly for women, there's an aspect of that that is important. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of moving pieces. Um, and that, again, that's just only some of it because you need a marketing team. How, okay. You made music. Who's going to hear it? How are they going to hear it? There's so much stuff out there 
how is it going to reach people? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and and so there's just literally a whole. So that's you know we can skip around, but like that was that's the benefit of working with a major label mm -hmm. is that you literally have a factory behind you. Yep, it literally is a factory of people. There are five people in this department, five people in this department, and they are handling all these things on behalf of you, and it's only on behalf of you because they work for this company that you are assigned to. Yeah. So this is a business too, at the end of the day, it's not because they like you. They may like you, but they're not <laughs> doing this because they like you. Like, <laughs> they're doing this because this pays their bills yep. and they have a family to feed just like you. And that's what that is, you know? So that was something that took me a while to understand too, because again, I had no idea of how the business side of things worked yeah um and so like when i was trying to get out of my deal and stuff like that and i was like things you know relationships that i had developed that i thought were genuine friendships i realized were actually just business i was kind of like like heartbroken <laughs> you know and i was like i thought oh we was God. cool <laughs> but it's like it's it's at the end of the day it's like it's business there's no hard feelings but that's a that's part of the maturity that took place for me and like understanding how this all works. Yeah. Um, Cause again, I was just like, I just like to sing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and it's kind of like that um, at, at most, most jobs, you know, more corporate exactly. jobs and stuff like that. Like you're here, you, you happen to make friends, but at the end of the day, you're here to get the job done. And it, it really doesn't Facts. matter if you're friends with any of your coworkers, you know what I mean? Facts. I mean, exactly. I think every industry has its own every it's like there's so many worlds within this world. OK, like you said, <laughs> like I'm sure um, the medical industry is its own world. I'm sure law is its own world. I'm sure government and army and whatever, that's its own world. So these are microcosms in the, in the world and they all have their order. But there's a similarity there. Mm. So. Yeah, that's a dope way to look at it. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so tell me, what, what's what's one thing you enjoyed about your you know your journey uh, being signed to a major label or having a major label back you and in your music career? What's one thing you enjoyed about your your time that you spent? I think what I can say that I enjoyed is being able to just focus on being the artist. Um, and I say that loosely because there are, there are things that even in that space can pull you out of it because there's um, a culture around entertainment that is very particular to entertainment. Just like we just said, all these different types of worlds that are existing within the world, there's a culture in each of those worlds, right? Um, and so within entertainment, the culture tends to be very competitive versus cooperative. It tends to be very um, superficial or, um, you know, we all in culture around entertainment, even people who are participants and people who are consumers of it, fall into this like haze and mist of fame and glamor and, um, this perception that people create and do whatever to maintain. Yeah. So there's that aspect of it that can pull you out of making the art and just focusing on the art. But in the beginning, when you aren't, at least for me, when I wasn't aware of those things, my favorite part was just showing up and doing the art. <laughs> ignorance is bliss. Just, <laughs> ignorance is bliss. I get to just show up and look cute and perform a song. And I like to perform from the bottom of my heart. So this is just absolute fun. So that is the best part of it. And um, I think now, like, so I'm working on new music now and there was such a learning curve on like what needs to be done as an independent artist versus coming from a machine, because it's like, Again, there's so many departments working on your mm -hmm. behalf to then just being one person and being like, first of all, what do I need done? And like, who do I need to help me do it? And 
what can I do myself? And okay, now I'm doing like seven things. This is overwhelming. Like, it's just trying to find that balance, you know? And so I do appreciate um, in retrospect what it's like to have a machine working on, be- on your behalf. Yeah. Although when you have a machine working on your behalf, unless you are a Beyonce, it's really hard to have that machine work exactly the way you see it should work the way that you want to be represented or the music that you want to be seen making or whatever, because this is a business and the business is bigger than you at that point. And they have their ideas and their agenda and they think you fit into it, not the other way around. So, um, there's a benefit to being independent and where there's complete free range. Yeah. There's complete creative control and, you do what you want and it's on you if it doesn't work. Yep. And you have complete control over number one, the music you want to create. And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. the most important thing because you you have, you have to stay inspired to make the music, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's Mm -hmm. something, you know, cause you know, I'm just starting to put music out or, you know, I'm actually making the music, actually design and put stuff out, trying to go to independent route. Right. That's pretty much what I'm shooting for. I don't really care about mm. the money. I'm kind of shooting for, you know, just the love of the music, just the passion, being able to make whatever I want to make and whatever the business side is will figure itself out. But I'm not really mm-hmm. shooting to be number one, a millionaire, be famous or anything mm-hmm. like that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, just hearing stories like, you know, the stuff that you went through or that other people that, you know, that I know, like that grew up in Philly that didn't get quite the best deal that represents them. It's just like, all right, mm-hmm. what am I even doing this for? I love music. You know what I mean? So, yes. you know what I mean? So, yes. like, I want to do whatever I want to do. And the money to me is is second. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I understand. I mean, at this point, I can only make music from that place. I can only make music for fun and because it feels good and because I make music in my sleep. So, it you know, as long as it's pure and it's true to me, I'm having a blast. And I think it's important as, as artists and creatives to understand the basics of how the business functions, just so you can understand... Um, where the where things where your money goes when you're investing in yourself and how to get returns if you want to but it definitely should not be the reason why you're doing it yes and i think that's a lot of people miss that because people see and like you were talking about the perception of some of these Mm -hmm. artists or superstars Mm -hmm. you know what i mean they're like okay Mm-hmm. I want money. I want cars. All I got to do is rap. Mm-hmm. And they just like, okay, do you like to do this? Or are you just shooting for money? You know? Yeah. So Yeah. And I, it, oh, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. No, I was just going to say, I mean, I understand also how some people in some situations can see that as the only way out of a tough situation. And, and that's, and, and that's so, true. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I understand that. And there is a certain type of music or there's just a certain way to approach it. And if that's what you want, then that's, you know, at least know that's what you're doing it yeah. for. And that's how you're, you're getting good. Yeah, I mean, if, if that's the path you want to go, you know what I mean? I have nothing against it. So you, you were saying how, you know, the music industry is changing and it's changed from when you were, where you were in it mm-hmm. to like where it's at now. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on today's music industry? Mm-hmm. The music industry is like a living, breathing thing. It's it's always changing, always evolving um, because of the way society and technology is. <laughs> it's like, for example, I came up and when YouTube was just now hitting the scene and people were getting record deals off of YouTube. Prior to that, you could not get a record deal unless you went through the right gatekeepers or were discovered by someone who had access to a gatekeeper. So that changed the game. So then the internet happened, like the internet continued to blossom in that sense of like people being discovered. I mean, Justin Bieber was an internet kid Ariana Grande, internet kids. So like there's this whole generation of like mega stars that are 
you know, out of the, off the internet, but particularly YouTube and stuff like that. And then like in modern day, like now we have TikTok, which is another, a whole nother like form of internet expression, Mm -hmm. you know, like the videos or a certain type of link. And there's certain characteristics that that app provide in which people are able to create stuff and express themselves. But like the, the main thing is trending dances. So now if you have a, a, a trending song on TikTok, literally you're going to get radio play. It's crazy. Which is like an unheard of, there's no way we could have foreseen that, you know, five, 10 years ago, that that's going to be the way to get your song on the radio. So it's literally, the industry is literally a living, breathing thing. It moves and changes and shifts and transforms at the rate that culture does and at the rate that technology does. So it's almost like, it's a free for all in that right now. There's like a, it's like a, a renaissance of things. It's no longer so like restrictive and like held in. You can only get in if you know this person. Yeah. And it's, it's been kind of happening like that for the last, you know, 10 years. And now it's really, really open. So anything is possible, literally anything is possible like, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to entertainment right now. And it's crazy. Music. Like it, with these platforms now, you can, you can have a fan, like a huge fan base that listen to your music, you know what I mean? So it's just that much easier for for independent artists to, to grow a fan base and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that that's, yep. that's it's, it's interesting. Like the industry is like a living, breathing thing. It's always changing and stuff like that. And what do you feel about those people who say like um, that the music, the uh, major labels are becoming more irrelevant? Hmm. <laughs> That is, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's like a very interesting thing because I remember when I was like in the major label system and hearing people in the game discuss that very thing. And I remember this one um, creative, I'm not going to mention, but they were like, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The major label game is going to be extinct in like 10 years or 12 years or something like that. Like they had this like prediction based off of like how things were going. And I was like, interesting. But then in, in that next, you know, few years, we started to see major labels collide, like collab with each other. Yeah. So like they collapsed into each other or merged with each other. And and so we started to see that that kind of shift happening. And then now I don't know exactly. I don't know if there's like, like many like little ones that are popping up for like just distribution or just, you know, so I don't really know. Yeah. I, I have no idea. All I know that as an artist, it is very helpful to have, even if it's not a major label to have, some team behind you to help you navigate all the possibilities because it's like if you have this great piece of art what can you do with it like you can take it as far as you can but that's a lot of stuff that's a lot of like emails and conversations and phone calls and pitching yourself and putting together decks and putting together you know just bios and sending stuff like it's a lot of things and paperwork and it's helpful to have a team, um, yeah. even if it's a small one. Yeah. So I really don't know what the future holds for major labels. Um, maybe they won't disappear altogether. Maybe they'll, we'll just keep these like three major and then we'll have little more little micro ones come up that support artists in a more personal way versus like you're a number on the roster. Yeah. So we'll see. So where do you where do you see yourself? You know, you said you're just starting to make music now. Um, what, what, where do you see yourself in the music industry? What, what are you going? Are you going to continue to pursue like an independent route? You know, what, what's your, what are your goals for your artist side of things? 
Right. I think most definitely I'm going to pursue music from an independent artist side. Um, it's been a long time since I've actually like put a lot of energy into making music and it with the intention to share it. I've made music this whole time, but never with the intention to really share it or with a real plan on how to share it. Um, and I've worked in radio for the last five years. And that's been really fun because the working in radio um, with Apple Music, for example, it's like we're listening, we're, we're on the pulse of everything global. So it's not just like what's happening in the United States, it's what's happening in Canada and what's happening in the UK and Africa. And it's really been inspiring and refreshing because people are just putting out whatever. Like, <laughs> the expression is so vast and it's just been so inspiring. And I'm like, yo, I dig this. People are just putting what they feel, what they think, however it comes out and there's an audience for it. And I think that's, the beauty of this era, especially with a, a platform like TikTok, you, there's an audience for everyone, for yeah. everything. And so with that in mind, I plan on being independent, maybe finding a small um, label or a small distribution company to assist me to get things out and to help me get shows and stuff. But I'm working on my first little independent EP and I can't wait to finish it I'm, I'm really close to finishing it um i can't wait to get my visuals together and just start to push it out into the world and see what happens because yeah. like like you're saying this is a project from love like genuinely loving to make stuff so yeah and, yeah. and it's you know um and i before i ask this question um so if you could put the music that you've been making into words what would what would that be Mm. therapy therapy okay yeah i personally for me personally it's been a therapy thing um going in my own journey of healing and forgiving people and healing and forgiving myself and there is no sonic definition because i grew up listening to everything and i still to this day like everything so from pop to alternative to hip hop to soul, I, I'm into everything, reggae, everything. So sonically, there's no definition. And I think that's part of what is now anyways. Like this is what they call the playlist era. They're like people listen to every kind of song. They'll have a playlist for this, a playlist for that. And on each playlist is whatever. Yeah. So sonically it's, it's everything and whatever. Um, but thematically, if I could describe it all, it's it's therapy. It's it's a form of healing for me. And hopefully for whoever's listening, if there's something that they can relate to, for them too. Yeah. And and it's it's crazy because um correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you seem like a very visionary artist. You seem like you're you're definitely a visionary. Like with the visuals that you've been coming up with and stuff like stuff like that. Um yeah. like is there something else that you're trying to get into like maybe something like visual arts or something like that like what yeah okay. yeah i i i i want to like i've dabbled in directing recently and it's something that i've wanted to do for a long time because i before i got fully into music when i was in college so i got my first record deal at the very last semester of my senior year of college in undergrad and prior to that, that whole time, I thought I was going into filmmaking next. Mm. And so when I got the record deal, I was like, well, this only happens like once in a <laughs> lifetime. Like I, I wasn't even trying, you know, so I was like, I just was doing what I love. So I was like, I have to see where this goes. And it ended up taking me on this crazy, like six year ride. Okay. So I always wanted to get into film and make films and I've done some acting I've been co-star in films and stuff so I I genuinely love I see as an extension of storytelling which is what music is to me also is a form of storytelling so to combine those two worlds that is what I'm so excited about and yeah. I yeah I mean I recently did a um I directed something for an artist on Interscope Records and 
It was just, you know, a live performance video, but it was just was so exciting to me. And just to have a, a team working with me and cameramen and we're like, let's do this, let's do that. So to be able to apply that now to my stuff moving forward, I'm excited. So yeah, that's basically, gonna be dope. I want to... Yeah, I want to self-direct <laughs> a lot of this stuff. So yeah. I was definitely seeing yeah. your vision too. Like on those, you know, because I was definitely just you know looking at your discography. Like, okay, let me check her out. It's, you know, she's pretty dope. And then I saw the visuals and like you were talking and stuff. I'm like, okay, like I'm really kind of oh, yeah, seeing yeah, your yeah, vision. Yeah. I'm like, this is this is yes. super dope. By the way, so that's my feedback. Yes. I really did enjoy. Yes, that. thank you. Yes, that was me testing it out, and I got a job off of that. Um, the, my YouTube channel, I did. I, I did a series of it called Peace of Mind, and then I got carried away with radio and all this other stuff. So, uh, but it's, yeah. So that's so, pretty much how you ended up being an Apple radio host. That's like what led you to that point? No, that's not, that didn't lead me to that. That got me other jobs. Okay, but okay. The Apple, yeah. But the Apple Music Radio job, it came from just, you know, when you work in the entertainment world, it's the relationships that you build that end up bringing opportunities that you could never even under, like foresee. So performing for all those radio shows, Kiss FM and this like that, like I ended up having a lot of people, you know, friends in radio. So when they were developing this radio station, some of my friends from the different radio stations were already hired to bring on more talent. And with Apple Music Radio, they wanted artists to speak um, about the music from an artist's perspective. And so they ended up bringing on a lot of different artists to do that. And so I just happened to be one of the artists. Interesting. So what was mm-hmm. what's your experience like with them? Do you, do you enjoy, you know, because um, I, I checked that out, too. And it's like it's like super dope. What is it? What is it called? Easy Hits Radio or something like that? Yeah. I'm like, yo, yes, I'm like, yes. yo, this is a vibe. It definitely is. Like, <laughs> it, like you just talked me Thank into the next. I didn't even know I wanted to listen to this song. And t- <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I love it. I was like, I'm like the third person to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, we listen. We listen to this. This is what we listen to because you, you just talked me right into it. I was like, yo, that's super dope. I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love that. No, I thank you for that feedback because the the thing is, is like being a live performer for the bulk of my career, there's, with radio, there's no feedback. Yeah. You're speaking into the abyss and you have no idea who's listening. You have no idea what they think or whatever. So it's really cool to get feedback from someone who's checked it out. But yeah. Um, it's definitely fun. Yeah, it's called Easy Hits Radio. Um, it's on Apple Music. It's on Monday through Friday, and we do a five-hour thing on Sunday. And um, it's on 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time every every day. So I have a blast with that show because I get to just play music. Essentially, music I grew up hearing. Yeah. Music my dad would play, music that my grandmother liked to sing. Um and everything has a tempo that feels kind of relaxing and laid back. Um, and so it's just a great place to unwind and kick back. And I I have, I just feel very grateful to be a part of the Apple family in that sense, um, because it's just been a safe place for me to sort of like keep involved with music and figure out like how and what I want to do moving forward as an artist who you know was just trying to rearrange and reassess like what it even meant you know it's like once you like for me it was like I had this like vision of like oh my god like I love Michael Jackson and what he can do and 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 the feelings and the emotions and then I got into it and like really really into it and I was like oh my gosh like (laughs) there's a lot of politics and there's a lot of like business and money and all this stuff and it was like my bubble bursted and I was just like I don't know like where I'm if this is right for me you know what I mean like because I had to find the love again and and find a way to do it where I didn't I didn't need to like pay my bills and still try you know what I mean like it's like I needed to find a way to sustain and still be around it and still be a fan and not have my lights 
and my dinner depend on it. Yeah. And so like, how can I um, keep this coming from an organic place and pay the bills at yes, the same time? <laughs> exactly. That part, that's the part. And yeah. I think a lot of artists go through that because it's very, you know, you have to live. It's, it's a very real thing. You can't just like continue to make art and not find a way to sustain yourself. And then like, not know how the business works. It's like, you, it's, it's something's got to give. So, um, I just am very grateful that 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 has given me time and space to maintain an organic approach and love for music yeah. and still be around it and be inspired by it. Yeah. And, and just to touch on it, like, you know, I go in the car and just listen to like my maybe like the same four or five songs and something like that. Mm -hmm. And what's dope about the radio mm -hmm. is like. You know, the stuff you wouldn't normally listen to, it kind of just makes you step back and realize, like, how big music is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. I definitely, because, you know, I, I take samples and stuff like that. You know, I'm like a sample producer mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, like, when I hear stuff, like, you know, just tracks that you don't normally listen to, it just kind of opens up your ear. So. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, what's your songwriting process right? Like, how do you get in the booth? Mm. You know, what inspires you to you know write what you write all over the place how i approach it <laughs> so <laughs> there are literally times where um i've had dreams with a melody that was so loud in the dream i woke up like okay i need to like try to get this recorded for whatever reason and if i come back to it you know then i'll write something to it and like make it make sense yeah there are times where um something has happened or i just feel like really one emotion it doesn't have to be it could be happiness it could be you know frustration or whatever but it's so loud inside of me i have to get it out in a way and it's usually in the form of a melody or like a few words like um a paragraph of like the feeling and then i'll come back to it and flush it out into a song and then most often um if I get a track, you know, um, from a producer I'm working with, um, I will, whatever, um, like track I'm listening to or whatever, whatever emotion I'm feeling right now, I'll match it to a track. And I'll be like, Ooh, that feels like something I felt earlier today or something I felt last week or whatever. And I'll just start writing to it like melodies, lyrics, and then I'll step away and then I'll come back and flush it out. I'm like, so that, it's really clear what I'm trying to get across and even to me and, you know, and just, that's kind of, that's my favorite way of working. Yeah. When I was in the major label system, it was like the goal was always to just get as much of a song done as possible in one sitting. And that was, that's fun in some ways. Cause it's like, you just, whatever comes out, it's just whatever is there. And sometimes you'll have writers with you and it's just like whatever that comes out. That's, you know, but I like this approach the way that I'm doing it right now, which is like getting something out that's raw and honest, stepping away, coming back, massaging it, making it make sense, coming back and then recording. Yeah. And, and it's funny because uh, I know that sounds simple to you, but like, how did you like decide like this was the process that worked for you? Um because portions of that, like I, I kind of do myself, but it was like, okay, it was like trial and error, you know? So, I, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I would like a beat and I was like, start writing to it, but I'm like, okay, but I don't really have the melody. So I'm like, just writing into the, the abyss. So like now, <laughs> now I'm like, okay, I'll get a, I'll get a track and just mumble words, but like get the correct melody that, that I actually want over it and then make it make sense. But that was mm -hmm. like continuously like writing into the abyss and I'm like okay this doesn't sound good so how did you realize like that mm -hmm. worked that worked for you same as you trial and error <laughs> <laughs> I've written and and worked on like hundreds of songs like probably thousands of songs at this point and it's just like you know one I know what it's like to work with different people I know what it's like to work with different types of personalities. I know what it's like to write alone. I know what it's like to just freestyle. I just, I've tried everything. Yeah. So <clears throat> at this point, I know 
sort of my favorite way of approaching stuff. Yeah. Um, so what what has to date, what is your favorite project that you, you've worked on so far? Mm, I'd have to say almost everything <laughs> because <laughs> there was so much there was always a lesson there was always you know like for example there's a record I did with Cobra Starship which was a pop record called You Make Me Feel and um, it was a t- t- floor on the floor dance pop record it went platinum it went platinum a couple times that record took me all over the world i got to perform that record everywhere on tv like seven different tv shows it it just it was a whirlwind of a record and it was a record that i was intimidated to sing live because it was such it was at such a space in my voice that was like the brink of where i was comfortable where i wasn't comfortable and it just it it made me show up in a way that was just like you just gotta figure this out girl like (laughs) this is live television we gotta figure this out like you know and then it's like (laughs) you know it's like a song with britney spears like brought me on a tour with a major pop star and i learned so much there and then it's like you know the girl group days i was like the gritty like changing outfits in the car and like you know (laughs) getting paid in bottle service and like dealing with getting booed for the first time and like you know, and so it's like, it's like everything. I enjoyed everything in retrospect um, because everything taught me so much. Yeah. I just want to say that I definitely dig that song, um, the song that went platinum. I didn't even know. It was funny because when I found out that it was you, I was like, AJ, did you even know? <laughs> I was like, that was my shit. I was like, la, 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 la. That was, that was my exactly. shit. <laughs> It is exactly, crazy yes. that you can know a song and not know the face behind it. Um, yeah. And, and that's so yeah. dope. And that's so dope. That was you. So. Um, mm-hmm. So um, what, what's next? What's next for you? What, what do you plan on doing? What, you know, what's what's what do you what's in store for Sabby? Well, right now I'm focused on finishing up this this project this is kind of a big deal for me because i've never released the project independently um i've released a song independently um and but i've never released the project and even my ep that i released i have an ep on soundcloud called love sounds um that was only for soundcloud so this will be the first time i've released an ep that is going to be available on like itunes and spotify and like you know the whole shebang and this is going to be the first time i get to try my hand at self-directing my music videos um i'm just really excited and this is the most honest i think i've been able to be on records because the way i've been writing um it's coming from a clear place i'm like free from all the other stuff that may have confused me or bogged me down like when i was in the thick of things and um, I don't know. I'm really excited about that. So, and then the radio stuff, like, I mean, that's always evolving. Yeah. Like, um, and it's really fun because I get to do side projects for Apple, like with interviewing different artists and oh. stuff. So yeah, that's that's developing into something like who knows. Um, <clears throat> and um, I'm working on clothing. So one of the things that um i mean i grew up in a household my grandmother raised me for the most part and she was a fashionista (laughs) and uh and that that played very well you know that like that memory and training when i got into the industry and it's like there's such emphasis on what you're wearing um so I've been developing a line that I started off as um, sweaters and, you know, shirts and things, but it's called Original Source. And it started off with me and like my my own drawings and things. But now I'm developing it into like clothing with like designing fabrics and stuff like that. So that's something that I'm doing because ideally I'll be able to wear these things in my music videos for my songs. So... 
Okay, yeah, I'm so seeing all it. of them work together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just tell you're just so, a creative that has so much going on in your mind. Yes. And you're just trying to pin it down and, and bring it to reality. Together and and, I, and, and I'm, get it out. I'm the same way. It's just that mm-hmm. I got the military making me do this by this time every single day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just training. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we go, do you have any advice for anybody trying to, any artist trying to get into the music industry or just... Um, have a career in music Mm, the world's your oyster right now so I mean it's like if you can find a squad around you that is genuinely supportive and genuinely good at what they do whether it's finances or whether it's marketing Look for those people, but also develop everything you can within yourself. If it's like, you know, figuring out how to make simple beats or how to sample things or how to record yourself or writing, writing, there's a lot of money in writing, whatever you can learn to do on your, by yourself so that you can just start putting your stuff out there. I think something that is like, a lot of artists might deal with, and I can speak for myself personally, is that like when I went independent, um, finding confidence in doing what I do independently versus having like this co-signer of this major whatever, it it held me up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, just start putting stuff out. Just start because if it's coming from a true place, people are going to connect. Yeah. Somebody's going to connect. Yeah. And that's all you need to worry about. So just start. Facts. Cool. Savvy, thanks for taking the time to come on. It was a dope interview. Yes. I really appreciate it. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yes. <laughs> At my best, I'm at peace. I'm centered, I'm calm. I understand my role and my purpose. To bring light, to share light, to make art. Art makes the world a better place. It makes people remember to feel things. We need to remember to feel things. not we can go numb I've been numb it's easier not to feel at all a lot of the times or to feel fake happiness you know the kind that's based on like a new outfit a new whip a new hair. I just got paid. It's lit. I'm popping. We out here. <laughs> that stuff. It's fun, though. But it's usually temporary. What about the real happiness? What about really being at peace? What does that look like? What does that feel like? then there's ego for me it was necessary a lot of times I felt like people were always trying me people always got something to say and know nothing about your story you don't know me You don't know my life. You don't know what I've been through. But guess what? If you want to try me, try me. It really is all so easy to just get consumed by all of that. Swallowed, drowned by your thoughts, other people's thoughts, the world, social media. Sometimes I find myself grasping for air. 
Deep down, I know I'm not my latest Instagram post, outfit, nail color, hairstyle, person I'm associating with, my latest gig. Deep down, I know I'm a soul. A soul in a human body experiencing this thing called life. We all are. <laughs> 